and welcome to another episode of All That Film. Um, I'll start things off. I forget which order I put this in, so it'll be fun. Um, I'll move display capture up. Um, actually, sorry, Todd, you are up first. Um, okay. what is your last, last film on this Star Wars list that we have pulled well, up here? <laughs> my last film, uh, my Star Wars list that's, yeah, that's pulled up. Uh, my last film is episode two, Attack of the Clones. Uh, a movie that I think long term I may start to enjoy more as a comically bad film, but it's the only fu- it's the only film that got me kind of like angry when I first watched it because so much like didn't make sense to me. And there's this weird love story that I think is maybe the cheesiest love story ever put in a film in history. Someone's period. The best love story, but you know. Um... <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, like I said, there are parts of it I kind of laugh at when I'm watching, but for me, it's it's the worst of the films. Nice. Uh, what about you? Uh, well, for me, um, I think, yep, there we go. Um, for me, it's going to be Rise of Skywalker. Uh, so I sort of mentioned this a little bit. Um, I do wonder where this film uh, will be on the list uh, later on with a little bit more like understanding of what it is. Uh, sure. What's what's interesting is is on our actual spoiler discussion for this film, I was actually pretty. Um, a lot of people like have mentioned to me they're like, "Oh, well, you were actually like pretty positive about this," um, and that's mostly like I, I want to make it clear with people that's because I just don't want the Star Wars fandom to be toxic. Like, you can you can argue things in a very organic way. Um, without them being like, I'm right, and you're an idiot, and ah, like, yelling at each other. Um, but with that said, like, there's a there's a lot of choices made in The Rise of Skywalker. Um, and just, like, when you think about it over and over, and you're like, oh, this is the, like, conclusion to the 40-plus year, 40 years or so um, that, like, a lot of people have waited for. Um, just feels right. definitely odd. Um, but again, it, it, it might move later on. Well, time will tell. Um, but we'll move on to the next one, which I think me and Todd actually have the same one on this one. Uh, so I guess I'll go first. Uh, number 10 is going to be the Phantom Menace. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason this is 10 for me is because I feel like, and I'll mention this more with a couple of the other films. I feel like of the prequels, uh, Phantom Menace unfortunately feels the most inconsequential. Uh, And part of Mm -hmm. that is because none of what Darth Maul does in the first film really sets up anything for the second film. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn's death even doesn't have like as much meaning uh, in, in two and three. And and I know a ton of people, and I'll I'll mention this now, I'm not caught up on the Clone Wars show. Uh, The Clone Wars and the Gindy Tarkovsky joint, uh, animated series, both of those um, do an excellent job of adding to the Star Wars uh, prequel world. Uh, but unfortunately, that's not in the movie. Um, but I will say, like, in the defense of The Phantom Menace, uh, it probably has, like, arguably the best lightsaber fight um, that I have, like, pulled up on screen. And, like, The Duel of Fates is one of the best pieces in, in sound ever. Um, but, but, Todd, what are some of your thoughts on Phantom Menace? So I don't mind Phantom Menace. Like I said, the only one I would really say I thought was bad was uh, it was Attack of the Clones. Phantom Menace has some weird choices for me. I don't like that personally that like Darth Vader was a virgin birth, uh, for example, <laughs> and like yeah, that that just seemed like it's like it just pushed the Christ imagery way too far for me. But like, uh, you know, just like little stuff like that. I I've, I've always thought the podcast, the pod racing scene is a little overrated, but then when I watched it recently, I I think I'm wrong. It's pretty good. It's like a pretty interesting little action scene that I, I, I I like a lot. Uh, and I do agree that it has one of the best, uh, lightsaber battles. I assume we're talking about when Darth Maul fights, both of them at Both the same of them time. At the same time. Yes. Yeah. Excellently choreographed. Yeah. Um, I, I do think yeah. it's important. You mentioned the pod racing thing for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I think when I watched it a, a second, a third time, I was like, man, this does drag on a little long. 
And then I rewatched mm-hmm. them, and I was like, okay, I I feel like I feel like it doesn't drag, but like they're in a series like this, and and we'll get to some of this with uh, Revenge of the Sith. In the prequels, mm-hmm. where you only have a set amount of time to deal with everything, and you're spending yeah. 20 minutes on this pod race, that's fine to do if you address everything else later on. Um, mm-hmm. The issue for me is like, oh, well, you didn't do that, so now you have 20 minutes of pod racing. <laughs> um, I hate I hate saying this. This I, I mean to say this in the least toxic way possible. I think Jake Lloyd, unfortunately they could have had a better kid actor in that role yeah. and perhaps <laughs> and perhaps and perhaps it be a little bit more powerful uh you know like when he's yelling yippee as he jumps off of the, there's just all sorts of things that just don't work for me completely with it but yeah, yeah definitely um and like more importantly i i just feel like anakin always should have been a teen um instead of like the the child that they picked for because that sort of makes more sense yeah. like a pod racing savant um mm-hmm. but what's up Theo? yo what's up how you doing um me and todd are finishing a ranking for star wars um oh did you want me to join no i i don't have your images for it like i only have <laughs> the two wait my images like, I, I have, right. so if you click on, like, the YouTube live stream, um, I have, like, a display I'm doing on it. Oh, um, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Wait, sorry, do you, do you want me on here, or? No, no. I just thought. <laughs> I meant, like, if, if y'all want to watch the live stream. <laughs> oh, that's what you mean. I'm so sorry. Here, no, I'll, no, I'll you're leave. fine. No, someone else joined <laughs> earlier, too. <laughs> okay. I should have made it okay, clear. Cool. It's it's all good. It's all good. Um, okay, no worries, no worries. I'll just DC then. Yeah. See you, Theo. Um, Sorry, I gotta finish finals. <laughs> <laughs> so my mind's just not. No. Yeah, no anyway, <laughs> have fun with the ranking. Um, Thank you. Rogue One, very good. That's all I input. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So next, we'll move on to number nine. Uh, and Todd, you're actually up first. Uh, I'll give you the floor as we go to the Rise of Skywalker image. Okay, so you do have Rise of Skywalker as my nine? Yes. Perfect. Then you did get the updated one. That's great. Hey. So, uh, <laughs> so you moved this one uh, down. I did. I switched this down uh, below Revenge of the Sith, which is a movie I'm starting to appreciate a little more, but save that for a minute. So Rise of Skywalker for me... Um, it was just a major disappointment. I've seen it twice and I still need more time with it. It may even lower on my ratings over time uh, because the first, uh, the first viewing was pretty bad. The second viewing didn't get that much better for me. Uh, so I rate it pretty low. Yeah. So I go rise of Skywalker there. Nice. The Palpatine thing, the Palpatine thing, I really came close to laughing out loud in the theater when it happened. So it's just a big adjustment for me. I still think there's a lot of fun. I like those characters. So I still, there's parts about it I like. But yeah, it was it was low for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, then I'll move on to my number nine, uh, which is actually going to be interestingly enough. Uh, so this is sort of where it gets for me. I think at this point on, all these movies are good in my eyes. And number nine is going to be uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, okay. And as mentioned, I think what what drives this down for me is that it feels very inconsequential. But that's sort of what's mm-hmm. weird is, is that is the fun of what Solo is. Um, so on a Star Wars list, I think Solo is, is better made than a couple of these films. But like mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, okay, well, you made a... a a Han Solo story without Harrison Ford. Um, and like, it's almost, I don't know, just, just like that idea alone, I can get past when I'm watching the movie, but then when I'm like ranking this list, I'm like, well, he's not Harrison Ford. I can't. Um, sure. and like, I, well, again, you... I do think this movie is no, fun. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll get to where Todd has this later on. Uh, but yeah, again, as, as you know, I like this a lot more than you, but that's yeah. <laughs> interesting. I, I, I can respect your take on that, though. I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, sure. But I believe going on to the next one, we have the same one in Revenge of the Sith, as we alluded to just yes. a second ago. Um, and I guess I'll go first to continue uh, for number eight. 
So the reason Revenge of the Sith winds up here um, is unfortunately I feel like what George Lucas realized, and I'd, I'd love to listen more of the production behind uh, the prequels uh, just to get more of a firm sense of this is what happened. Um, I think what happened is there were notes that George Lucas left for himself sort of as any storyteller would where, okay, we have the original trilogy and we have to hit these one, two, and three beats and here's what we need to do to uh, make this character feel fully realized in Darth Vader. Um, and the problem is I feel like those notes were for a trilogy of prequels and a lot of that is just shoved into the last movie, which makes for a ton yeah. of fun for a lot of it. Um, but it also is like... It, I, I think this movie's like two and a half hours... Um, and it never yeah. stops moving once. Like, um, from the very right. get-go, like, they're, they're uh, coming on a droid ship. Like, they're fighting Grievous. They're fighting Dooku. They're, like, all everything is culminating in this film. Um, and I think it's just that breakneck speed that uh, does make me a little bit less receptive to it. But, uh, Todd, you can share some thoughts. Well, this is the last of, like, since we're pretty close to being done talking about, like, or I'm done for at least talking about the prequels with this one, I want to point out that part of the reason I rate them lower is I think they're just shot the worst of the films <laughs> as well. And that, Well, but I mean, there's just so much, like, two people walking in front of a green screen, you know what I mean? Like, yes, kind of just... Sure. They are the most reliant on green screen, which is part of the reason I, I have them a little bit lower, but Revenge of the Sith does pack in so much just fun stuff that it's that's why it's my favorite of the prequels at least is that there's just so much fun stuff packed into it i had known through some like friends of mine who knew even more about star wars than i did that they had had this ending planned forever that it was going to be you know anakin versus obi-wan and some kind of like lava planet and that stuff was going to happen and you're right it seems like they just are like oh shit we have all this stuff we got to do now we got to pack <laughs> we got to pack this all in to get to that fight uh and it it just yeah it goes well it's just there's a bunch of crazy stuff that happens and i kind of like it i will say this has what for me is the worst moment in any of the Star Wars movies, though. Ooh. Can you guess what it is? I, I'm trying to guess what it would be. Um, I don't know. So do you remember do you remember when Darth Vader finds out that Leia oh. you know supposedly <laughs> died and he breaks out of the thing the and he goes, No <laughs> I think I think that is I, I think they, they should apologize for that part. Everything else, everything else I'm pretty okay with. I yeah, think. no, that's definitely an, an egregious, uh, yeah. weird mistake. There, again, there's some good stuff here. Um, my, my friend yep. Sam would mention uh, the scene with Palpatine, I think is actually really well put together, um, especially yeah, just because yeah. as Todd mentioned, uh, even in that scene, like even in other conversations, the CGI is apparent. It's not there. Um, and it very much seems like um, it's taking itself serious. It's being a little bit more darker. Um, it's going into, it's expanding the lore of Star Wars. Um, and then the thing mm -hmm. that uh, you were talking about, Todd, um, I think in a vacuum, the final fight mm -hmm. between Obi-Wan and Anakin is exactly how that fight should go. The problem is what they sort of lead up to that needs to be fixed and needs to, it, you have to, because a lot of people point yeah. out, um, the the part um I forget oh in A New Hope where he says oh yeah I knew your father Anakin Skywalker we fought in the Clone Wars um and he ended up killing his father and they overlay that with that fight and like I was right. watching it and so many people were like oh gosh like this is so emotional and I was thinking about it I was like you know this should be emotional I should be like torn apart by this like with this transcendent um just after like thirty years of a story. Um, and I think, unfortunately, Revenge of the Sith doesn't really earn that, um, which again, okay. you know, is unfortunate, but I do think it's weird. Again, this will, time will tell on Rise of Skywalker. I think this is like the opposite of Rise of Skywalker where it makes a ton of choices and I'm just like, okay, I'm along for the ride. Um, yeah. like there's I no, agree. they don't, they don't introduce a random villain in the last episode and they're like, Hey, deal with this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, but we'll That's move true. on to the next one. Uh, Todd, you have number seven here with Rogue One. Uh, mm -hmm. Let us know. 
I am. I like Rogue One. At this point, I would describe them all as like good movies that 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 I enjoy. But uh, Rogue One for me, uh, the reason it's a little bit lower is it's just a bit drab and sometimes got a little boring for me. Uh, but overall, I like it quite a bit. It's also the one that I've only seen once. It's the only one of these films I've only seen once. And so uh, I think, uh, well, I missed it in the theater, which if you know me is pretty rare. So like I, uh, (laughs) and then I just, yeah. And then I just never ended up going, getting around to it. And so I I finally just saw it recently and I liked it. I think I just need more time with it. Um, It is emotion. It is emotional, uh, but I don't know, for some reason, some of the characters just didn't resonate with me as much as characters that I, I think are established so well in most of the films that I have rated higher than this. So I like it. That's just why I probably rated it a little bit lower. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. Um, I have Rogue One a little bit later. I have an interesting sort of counter thing to what you're saying. Uh, we'll we'll mm-hmm. talk about that in a sec. But uh, I have at number seven, I have Attack of the Clones, um, which Todd has last. And I, I do understand the hate for Attack of the Clones. I get why people think it's the worst of the prequels, the worst Star Wars movie. Um, however, I tend to disagree because I feel like Attack of the Clones sort of just dive straight into the absurdity of a space opera. Like, just for instance, the, okay. the, the scene in, in question that I have uh, pulled up here um, basically has, uh, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's Django Fett is hired to kill Padme. Uh, so then he hires someone else to kill Padme. And then someone else is hi- like this ridiculous setup. Mm-hmm. And it, it's all it is used to as a vehicle for them to chase someone down almost as like a Miami uh, Miami Vice uh, takedown with Obi-Wan mm-hmm. and Anakin through space. Um, so right on right on the get-go, I'm, I'm on board. Um, and I think I like the idea of Obi-Wan just going on random space missions as Anakin mm-hmm. is like falling in love with Padme. I do, I, I completely understand that it is cheesy, that it is some of the worst dialogue ever written. Um, and like, it's this weird dynamic where like, one second Padme looks like, okay, I kind of feel like I need to call 911 because this weird 14-year-old is, like, professing his love for me and also detesting sand. Uh, and then other times she's, like, head over heels for him. Um, but again, where it comes back to, I think, I think this one actually does feel necessary in what it tries to do. Um, in that, like, Anakin slowly, like, becoming a little bit more sure of himself and like questioning why he isn't a Jedi because he is powerful at this point. And you do get a small like intro into that uh, dark side that Anakin has. Um, and I- I'm not going to lie. I'm a sucker. If you throw in lightsabers at the end of a movie, uh, I'll be for it. So I get, even though it's a CGI <laughs> mess uh, where all the, all the Jedi show up at the end. Um, I still dig it um, oh. just cause Hey, there's 50 lightsabers on screen. Uh, I like this, <laughs> but yeah. I think I, I think I get your rationale. And I, I might've even mentioned that eventually I might start to love this film as a bad movie. <laughs> I, I think I just like, I can't quite get there yet. Cause it's, I think it's funny. Cause you said you remember watching these as like a child, right? Yep. So you have, you have memories of liking this film, where, like I talked about, I watched these at like the most cynical ages of my life. And so, like, to me, it was just like, I have this association with that particular film as being like, oh, come on. Uh, like, and uh, being this moment, <laughs> being this moment where I worried that like all was lost. And now I recognize how dramatic that was. But I think I need a couple more watches to, to, to get into the spirit of fun. Yeah, to get into the spirit of fun. For yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, I think I think the biggest thing that like semi is is like interesting about this. You mentioned like yeah, I did watch these as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. Attack of the Clones was by a decent margin my third place out of all of these. Um, and oh, just, interesting. Yeah, it's just weird that now it's like okay, well I like what some of this. Ideally, like Attack of the Clones mixed with some of Phantom Menace would be the first film in this. So that's why I think I'm. I'm a little bit on the hey, this is this is good side, um, but we'll move on sure. to the next one. And uh, Todd, you are actually up, um, I believe, 
Um, because you have The Last Jedi? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, I have the sixth, um... I like it. I think it looks cool. I think it's it's entertaining. For me, just some of the stuff in it, it it doesn't make complete sense. Like I understand that some people really like this film because it's willing to try to burn Star Wars to the ground. But as somebody who liked Star Wars, it doesn't bother me that it does that, but it doesn't necessarily work on me that it tries to do that either. I can't I don't know if that makes sense. But no, like I uh get what you're Yeah, and so to me, there are three subplots in that film. One of them I think is amazing. Like I think the uh, Ray uh, Kylo subplot is fantastic and one of the best subplots in the in the series. I think the uh, the one where Oscar Isaacs does all the bad things and then wins in the end anyway is like a weird uh, <laughs> like. <laughs> What's the lesson here? Type thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. that the lesson of that always was lost on me because I was just like, well, no, isn't he shouldn't get this right. Like, but, um, but, and then uh, the third one, I'm, I'm just kind of so, so on the subplot with, with Finn and Rose. Um, I just wish they had had something more productive to do. So this is again, an issue where I really like the film. That's just some of the reasons that I have it rated probably lower than what is predictably high for an old man like me. So, yeah. <laughs> um, let me just reply to my cousin real quick. Um, I think he wants to jump in. Hey, Adrian, if you want, we've we've had a couple of people jump in and just share their real quick tidbit. If you want to throw out your favorite Star Wars, uh, any controversial opinions, I, I will give you thirty seconds. <laughs> oh, okay, thirty seconds starting now. Yep. <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> This is Adrian. So not necessarily a controversial opinion, more of an anecdote. So I remember the worst part of uh, Attack of the Clones. Hey, you How might also remember you? it. How dare you? No! <laughs> uh, let, me, let me put Attack of the Clones back on the screen. For so <laughs> sorry, I have to go back to this. But uh, I'm going to have to drag you through the mud here a little no, bit, buddy. it's a good movie! <laughs> no, um... So I've known Hayden for a long time and I mean, basically my whole life, but we went to go see this movie together when it premiered We did, and he had already seen it. Oh, <laughs> so he had already seen it and he was going back for a second viewing. I didn't know this when we started uh, driving over to the theater, but uh, yeah. We were sitting in the back and I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to see what happens. And uh, you gave away a huge spoiler. Do you remember what that spoiler was? I do not. Because <laughs> I, oh, no. I was I was an infant. I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were old enough to spoil things for me. <laughs> That's funny. No, he turned to me and said the he turned to me and said, oh, yeah. And that new J- character, Django Fett. Gets his head cut off. (laughs) (laughs) On the way to the theater. Oh, man. Oh, no. On the way. So I I just really wanted to share that because I saw that you guys were talking about it. Great. Great. (laughs) That's very, that's appreciated. (laughs) But to be honest. Oh, go for it. No, just to be honest, uh, yeah, Attack of the Clones is my least favorite out of all of them. And it's not because of the spoiler. It was... How dare you? Yeah. I had it ring blasted. (laughs) No, but uh, a very close second to last is um, actually the... uh, Not the last... uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah. Um, But I I just looked it up to to verify. I have the same placement... uh, for uh the last jedi i just had to check and make sure that was still the case um oh, okay so yeah i i mostly agree with what you're talking about todd uh and thank you adrian for for ousting <laughs> little child me for giving away star wars spoilers no problem um, anytime <laughs> almost 20 years later it still stings but <laughs> but i'll uh, get out of here your hair guys can't yeah. wait to see the rest of the live stream yeah see you adrian um see ya 
I think the weird part with Last Jedi is, you're right, it does have three uh, sections of stories, which I think uh, Rise of Skywalker definitely could have benefited from in some ways. But it is weird because yeah. it's almost like a Neapolitan ice cream um, in that right. like you have one story where it's like this rich, like nice chocolate and it's it's this it's this best chocolate you've ever tried. And it's familiar to what the story of Star Wars should be. Um, and then you have this vanilla uh, that is okay in its messaging. And, of course, this is go the vanilla is going to be the casino. Uh, I think it's – I forget the name of it. Um, but the whole search with Finn and Rose, the heart is in the right mm -hmm. place for that. And I think they were, they were trying something that is a good idea. Uh, it's not fully accomplished, and it does kind of feel weird at times. So, again, it, it's like a standard story. It's solid. Uh, so there's the vanilla. And then yeah. you have strawberry. And I every time I get Neapolitan ice cream, I think to myself, well, why is the strawberry there? Um, and that's sort of oh. the Poe um, arc. Because, yeah. again, you're right. Like, there is a good lesson to be put here. Um, but it doesn't make sense for them to be like, hey, the knucklehead uh, dummy who doesn't listen to command uh yeah he gets what he wants uh <laughs> and he, yeah like in the end <laughs> he's wrong but like he it, that you don't really like he doesn't learn a lesson from it um, right <sighs> the lesson was the lesson was yes your rebellion actually led to your promotion yes you're right <laughs> you're back of course yeah <laughs> um the ultimate lesson uh but yeah that's can you what, can uh, you imagine can you imagine how crazy it would have been if Poe Dameron was the one who sacrificed himself in that ship? See, and that's, that's like almost, how he went out. Yeah, that's yeah. what I almost sort of wonder is if that was ever in the cards to, to go for something yep. like that. Um, and I, I only mention that because like it just feels like a little bit fitting for that character. Um, and I'm not saying like, you have to kill off these characters in Star Wars. I just mean like. It's if it's gearing up to, hey, no, I'm the one who made this mistake. Instead, it's Holdo being like, no, I'll die. Right. And it's like, wait, yep. what? <laughs> uh, right, but right. yeah, no, there's there's definitely some interesting choices. Uh, but we're going to move on to our number fives. Uh, Todd, you are first with your number five in. Uh, Which is Force the Awakens. Force Awakens. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm a sucker for the Force Awakens. I think it's the character introductions in this movie are just so well done. I really liked seeing the three of again, three of them again. Yes. I know it's a remake of the structure of a new hope and I'm fine with that. Um, but I love the introduction of these characters. Uh, I love BB eight, which I thought I was going to hate. And then I was <laughs> like, Oh, I didn't, I, uh, the, all the commercials and it was being flooded, you know, everywhere. And then I ended up liking BB-8. So, so it worked. Uh, I love how Harrison Ford left and Kylo Ren in that movie in particular is, I think just one of the best star Wars characters. It's awesome to have like an emo Darth Vader <laughs> character, uh, a, going a nuts. Lord that listens to my chemical romance. Um, yeah, that's what he need. feels like. And it, they've never had that character in one of the Star Wars movies, at least not done well necessarily. And I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'll have more thoughts on this one later on. Uh, so I'm going to move to my number five. Uh, I, I will agree with a lot of what Todd's saying. But uh, my number five is actually Rogue One. Um, okay. Interestingly enough, um, inverse of Todd, uh other than the original trilogy, and I think even even then this might rival it, um, I mm -hmm. probably have seen... Uh, no, I know for a fact, other than the original trilogy, I have seen this film the most. And I don't, Interesting. I don't okay. know why that is. I think it's because I sort of think to myself, any of the, the main series ones are like a commitment to go into, where if I want to watch one of them, I have to watch at least two others to complete the trilogy um, at the very uh, least. Yep. Um, whereas like this and solo solo, I've seen a couple times too. Um, even though it was like lower on the list, um, both of these, like, they're just like one-off stories. Um, I do a hundred percent agree with you, Todd. Uh, there are some like dry moments in this film. Um, I think where I go back to, uh, loving Rogue One, uh, and you said you missed mm -hmm. it in the theater. I think I saw it three or four times in the theater. 
Um, and that was oh, wow. just because the the pure joy of the the final like 30 40 minutes as a as a kid that had played Battlefront like all the time with my friend um we me and my two friends would play Battlefront literally all the time and i feel like that is the uh-huh. perfect like encapsulation of how a Star Wars war should feel like even though it's like a more uh smaller scale um sure and i just feel like the team on that it's the best looking Star Wars film um last jedi has moments i'd say that like do look a ton better like thinking of the the salt planet imagery with uh with luke skywalker i think is uh tremendous um but there's just like this looks so star warsy to me um and i like the the whole idea of oh well these characters kind of don't matter like this is this is a, a a rebel story like they're they're inconsequential to the story but that's what makes the rebels important um that there's people like this that are risking it all um, for just this one small piece of information that might not even work. Uh, now, I will admit, right. a couple of people have brought this up. Uh, I think Leia looks very bad. Um, and I think Peter Cushing, I think he looks okay. Um, I know a ton of people have brought up that he looks atrocious. Um, I, I'm not going to say I didn't notice because I do know that that actor is not alive uh, in real life. But I, <laughs> I thought to myself, like, that looks like Peter. C- I don't know. I'm not saying it worked completely, but I, I didn't have a, a qualm with it. Um, that's but, fair. Yeah, that's going to be Rogue One, uh, which sort of uh, divisive on these um, solo uh, stories, which segues right into your number four, Todd, uh, in a solo <laughs> story or solo. <laughs> I am a complete and total Homer for solo. I ended up. <laughs> loving (laughs) no i don't know why i just ended up loving the film i think there's a couple like key like things that you have to be okay with going in like one is it's very much like a fan geared film like you have to be able to kind of cope with that if you are i think it's great and there's all these kind of fun little moments that are, are they try hard but i i don't mind it uh, second, you have to get behind Alden Arenrock. I think that's how you pronounce his name, but like as Han. And I know this is like blasphemy to say, but I thought he did a great job. Like I thought uh, the whole time I was, yeah, I really did. I thought he did a fine job. I thought like he embodied the kind of essence of what was uh, what Harrison Ford was was going for. He's not as good as Harrison Ford. That's why I have three Harrison Ford movies rated ahead of this. But like, (laughs) (laughs) but I, you know, I thought it was good. I thought it was a fun little spy film. I liked that it had like nothing to do with the rest of the world. I get that that's a problem too, is that it's less consequential, but I, I just really liked having this like little small story that was, had a couple characters I liked and I liked not seeing laser fights for once. It was fun. <laughs> he's a, he's yep. a Star Trek boy. What, what can, yeah, I what am. Can we say? Um, I am. I am. I love know, both. I, I love both. I think it's, yeah. I think it's fun. You, uh, fun. You mentioned that because a lot of people have brought up, like he, he doesn't act like Han Solo is what I've heard from some people. I feel like mm-hmm. I agree with you. I feel like he does a really good job. But just at the end of the day, he is not Harrison Ford. Like, that's not his fault that they made this movie. Um, It's similar to Looper. Like, I feel like Looper, people didn't care that Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis didn't really look like one another. I know they CGI'd some of uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's face because, obviously, uh, Bruce Willis probably in his contract or whatever was like, no way you changed the Willis face. Um, (laughs) But, no, you're right. Like, I think if you – if someone – if we get to the point where – we can we can CGI a Harrison Ford face on on this guy the entire time, and it's just him like <laughs> audibly saying the lines. I think like this <laughs> film does go up for me. It's just again like for whatever reason I, I can't get past that when I'm looking at the rankings. Um, mm-hmm. And like, did you I, like uh, did you like um, uh, the portrayal of why am I blanking? Lando? Donald Glover portrayed. I did. I, I did. Lando, yeah. Um, I think he goes interesting uh, ways for a star wars story Uh, especially okay what's what's interesting to me just bringing this up i know there was a hubbub of like star wars star wars does their first like uh gay kiss on screen pansexual the rise of skywalker um 
and then Lando's like pro like intercourse with robots and i was like no one had a problem with that but the one <laughs> second like kiss scene we're making a hop up about um, yeah but uh, yeah that's... real real quick um just to just to go in the comments um oh i got jamie or or jaime uh love love your vids thanks jaime uh, i got lise uh girlfriend thank you for the hearts um I got Adrian. I think one of us messed up, Todd, on, on pronounce, uh, pronouncing uh, Palpatine, and we said Pulpatine. Uh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, so very nice. I love the I love an orange juice Sith. Um, and uh, yes, we got DT five coming in. Uh, really liked Rogue One. Uh, slightly scary. Oh, okay. Uh, he said. I think uh, Harrison Ford plays a bit too young, which I can semi-understand. But again, I, I feel like that's almost... I feel like that, that's why there was so much turmoil on this set. Because it's almost like, well, what are you wanting from this guy? Like, who's... <laughs> who's what, the weird part is, like, he's the same age as Harrison Ford is in the original trilogy. Or he looks, like, close oh, to wow. the same age. It, well, no, he looks close to the same age, I think, is my problem. And, like, they, they ideally should have gotten someone that's, like, 18 or 19. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, just so you'd get some growth uh, a little bit. Um, sure. Oh, DT is also not a fan of robo Robot Lover. He says, not not good. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all I have to say to that is uh, Donald Glover and, and Lando Calrissian, you love who you want. Um, that's right. <laughs> We'll move on to my number four. Um, this might be a little surprising to some people. Um, I actually have Empire Strikes Back, um, and I, I oh, just changed this. Okay. Yeah, like right before I did my list. And I think part of it is because uh, Empire Strikes Back, I feel like, means it is the, like, oh, it's the best Star Wars. And I do love Empire Strikes Back, and I don't think there's anything of me putting it forth uh, takes away from these films, because look at the the top three that are coming after this. Um, I think what it comes down to is for whatever reason, again, these four, I think are like some of the best films ever, but I think empire strikes back doesn't grab me in the same way it does others. There's some great moments. I think it has memorable scenes uh, and it introduces us to Yoda, uh, which is some of the best stuff I think. Um, but I don't know. There was just this, this like almost like Obi Wan like voice, a uh, little hint to what I have, uh, which I guess I'll say. <laughs> um, there was almost this Obi Wan voice in me telling me to put it forth, uh, just because I feel like A New Hope, which is my third. Um, what it comes down to for A New Hope, I just feel like that movie is like so. Oh, I just realized I haven't changed the slides, so we're still on <laughs> solo. Sorry about that, guys. Um, what I feel like A New Hope does really well is it sets up this story, this protagonist, uh, perfect. It brings you into this world where, like, something so ridiculous as old men uh, fighting stoically with, with keep in mind, at the time, uh, white sabers. Um, it still looks cool, and that's something akin to, like, Akira Kurosawa's films, where, like, even though, and I'd say that choreography is, like, way better than this. But it's just like you've created such a good story and fleshed out these characters that when they do fight, it means something. Um, and I think that's what I come back to is like A New Hope. I feel like A New Hope is conclusive. And I know that mm -hmm. feels weird because it's called Star Wars 4 technically now. But at first, mm -hmm. it was just Star Wars. Um, and this, like, I feel like if we just had this one film, uh, it would work on its own, similar to like Flash Gordon uh, in some ways. Uh, but. Todd, I'll let you yeah. talk on, on your number three. Um, sure. So mine's Return of the Jedi. Um, I thought I was high on Return of the Jedi, but you're going to be higher. Uh, what I love about Return of the Jedi is that they had an impossible task and they took care of it pretty well, which is they had to figure out a way to come back after these first two blockbuster films, uh, figure out a way to tie it up and figure out a way that works. I am a complete defender of Ewoks. I was at the time. I'm a defender of Ewoks today. 
Yeah, I I just I never had a problem with Ewoks. I always thought they were awesome, and I like them. Uh, and so it's to me not quite as good as the first two, but at this point, there's really not much I, I even want to say negative. Except I think this is the film that suffered the most from the changes that Lord George Lucas made of the three films. I think this is the one where the changes made the biggest difference. Uh, just one quick example. One of my favorite scenes in history is in the original return of the Jedi when Darth Vader's finally had enough and he grabs Emperor Palpatine and then throws him, you know what I mean? Into the pit, right? Uh, in the original film, he does that with complete silence and it's this like steely, <laughs> creepy thing where he just yeah. picks him up. And then in the George Lucas version, they take the no from Revenge yeah. of the Sith yeah. and make him and make him go no. And uh, so yeah. Anyway, so I'm just gonna be that guy who complains about the George Lucas editions. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's the one that bothers me the most of all of them. It's the one I'll complain about. Yeah, so. my my mom ended up throwing away our our TV that had a VHS player, so I can't even watch them in that version anymore. Um, yep. Unfortunately. Uh, but yeah. we'll... Most most of them are fine. It's just the, a couple of them bother me. Yeah, yeah. The, the the big thing to me is don't throw in CGI. Like, it's, it's... yeah, yeah. Um, but but we'll move on to your number two. Just going uh, more on the original trilogy. Uh, Todd, I believe you have a new hope. The original Star Wars. Yep. yep. So and I have, uh, I have to forward uh, here representing yeah. that for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh, to me, the original Star Wars is amazing. It's probably one of the films I've seen the most in my life because I, I had it on VHS and it was, you know, I was a kid and just watched it over and over again. But uh, I think it's a great tale. Last time I saw it, I forgot that the first 30 minutes has so much silence in it. And it's such a gutsy thing to do. It's just kind of like robots walking around in sand and you're, you know, kind of like relying on the audience sticking with you, but it's so captivating. And I just think it's a great film. I think it's fun. I do like that it stands on its own. I just obviously, I'll talk about it in a minute, but I just like one other a little bit better. But yeah, (laughs) I love it. I love Star Wars. Yeah. I think think it's interesting that you you keyed in on that point where it starts out uh, really, really risky because obviously like... The story goes, George Lucas directs Star Wars, and then he, I, I believe this might just be a myth that I'm uh, not not fact-checking here, but I believe he like goes on a vacation because he doesn't think this movie will do well, um, <clears throat> and he, think it's, he thinks it's not going to be like well-regarded by the public, um, and then it's met with this huge reception, but you're right, like looking at that, I can completely understand how this would be something like showing someone Jupiter ascending or like Valerian, just to like name a few where it's like, Oh, well this is a goofy space opera. Like no one's ever going to like latch themselves onto this. And it just ends up working really well. Um, Awesome pick. Yeah. Again, we're Mm -hmm. pretty close with most of our top besides, besides the (coughs) side stories. um, Cause I have Mm -hmm. number two, one that you've already talked about Todd uh i have the force awakens uh and this one's really close for me uh most of like what i i would have harped on todd is right uh it just introduces this this trio of characters so well um and unfortunately uh, it has a dynamic with ray and finn um that i think is so earned and then on top of that it has a dynamic uh with finn and poe and i think both those those characters interacting with each other i think like is is like decently established it it does a really good job of these character introductions like you were saying um but the weird part is where they choose to go where they're like okay for for the last jedi we're going to separate all of them uh and there's going to be no interaction at all with any of them uh and then in the third movie they're all together but they're really not learning from one another and they're not working together uh and there's no like growth whereas there's so much growth in the first film and i think oh yeah part of uh my hesitations to put Force Awakens number one is sort of what what comes after in eight and nine. Uh, in that, mm-hmm. like, I think Star Wars seven promises a, a different movies. Uh, again, I really like Last Jedi. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, it ruined J.J. Abrams' vision. Uh, they just had right. two different visions, and that's 
definitely weird that like these like corporate studio movies uh were made with such interesting and, and different voices um but what ends up yes. keeping it number two for me is like okay well it did like while you're right it did hit some of the same narrative beats as a new hope uh, i just feel like it took that original story and it blended it into something fresh something new um that i wound up really like loving and i think i saw this i've probably seen this one the most in theaters um i want to say it was like five times it was like three in the first two days um because i remember wow. I, I walked out of star wars and i was like yeah i want to see that again so my friends were seeing it at a like a midnight premiere or something i think i'd seen it at seven and i was like yeah uh, i'll buy a ticket i'll meet y'all there um so i watched it like twice in the span of like eight hours um nice just I, I don't know everything like it was just the first time you gotta remember you, you gotta remember still um it was the first time like a reminder like hey star wars can be back like that's a thing um <laughs> so it was it was really cool um but Todd, I, I, agree. I have your number one. Dun, mm -hmm. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Here we go with uh, Empire Strikes Back at number one for Todd. So for me, this is the essence of like space opera as a concept. To, to get it out of the way, I understand that probably one concern about this is that it can't really stand on its own. It does need, you know what I mean, part one for and sure. it's a lead into something else. Uh, and I do I do get that, but um, for me, this has so much going for it and it's such an amazing second part and it really kind of redefined what you could do with sequels to films. Um, the romance story works, and it's probably the best romance for me, at least, uh, since, oh, <laughs> unless you like the attack of the, <laughs> it's probably the best romance story. They're maybe one of the best ones in like science fiction period. Like, uh, in, in this particular story, Darth Vader is amazing. We underestimate what it was like to live in a time where people didn't know that Darth was Luke's father. Like, <laughs> I, I really do want to, but I mean, really to you're put right. that into you're perspective, no, like, right. <laughs> uh, like, people didn't know that. And then that film happened and people lost their minds. Uh, and uh, I just think everything about it looks immaculate. I love, I, I love cloud city. I could go on forever about this film. It's got the darkest elements of star Wars in the first trilogy. Um, everything about it to me is great. Oh, Yoda. I, yeah. Yes. I keep remembering more and more things. Yes. Um, so yeah, <laughs> for me, it just has a long checklist. It's the essential, it's the essence of, of, you know, space opera and, uh, I have no problems with it. It's number oh, one for awesome. me. No, I think it's mm -hmm. good that you mentioned the Darth Vader thing. And unfortunately I'm a whole lot younger than when those movies came out. So sure, sure, sure. I, I just always like to remind people of that. Like, yeah. yeah, like, believe it or not, there was a time when people didn't know that. Well, <laughs> it's interesting because I I don't think it was spoiled for me or anything, but I had watched them since I was like two or three. So I think I always was just like, oh, yeah, Darth Vader's Luke's father or whatever. Uh, right. <laughs> like, um, but you're right. That was like a massive uh, culture uh, twist. And I've mentioned to some yeah. people, I don't think, I think the problem is I don't think we're ever going to get Something like that. Because the thing you have to remember is I think these movies are like three years apart. Um, yeah. So you didn't get any, like, Hans, even more so, Han Solo was in Carbonite. Um, <laughs> and you don't know, like, yeah. if he's going to come back or not. And I think the problem is with how rapid, like, movie productions can go now, something like Infinity War, which has a Empire Strikes Back level, like, twist, um... And if, like, I, I love Infinity War, but unfortunately, like, that isn't allowed to carry the same weight because it doesn't have three years in between it. You have Ant-Man that comes out like three months later right. and then turn around and three months after that, you have Captain Marvel and then less than, I think it's a year apart from each other, you have Endgame. And it's already like, yeah. oh, hey, conflict resolved. It's like, wait, let's let this breathe for a second. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you also but, had a thousand. Yeah, you also had thousands of think pieces written on, you know, like what will happen in Endgame. Here's our, <laughs> and yeah. so you know, you'd already kind of you'd already kind of run through everything in your mind. People just sat down in Empire Strikes Back and were like, "What the, you know, like <laughs> what the hell just happened?" Yeah, the Darth sure. is his dad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, but that's a good one. Uh, 
I'm not gonna lie. For my number one, I'm a sucker for conclusions. Uh, and there's no greater one in my eyes than uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, I'm so glad I'm recording this with Todd, uh, a fellow Ewok defender. Um, just because yes. I, I, tons of people have mentioned this before. Uh, to those Ewok uh, non-believers, I'm looking at you staring right into the camera. Um, the thing with that is you have Yoda set us up as, hey, he's this little <sighs> short dude. You don't really... And at, to your point, Todd, people didn't know Yoda was like this this little green thing <laughs> like going into that movie. Um, and you have that like almost <laughs> twist where it's like, oh, hey, this little green thing is this powerful Jedi and Master Yoda, who's going to teach me about the Force. And that's a similar thing with the Ewoks. They're little teddy bears. And yes, while they may have made them to sell toys, um, I think they're so chaotic and fun. Uh, just sort of like nature taking on this this dominant empire um, that is the dark side, um, I think is this really interesting juxtaposition that like the rebels are relying on these teddy bears to like fuel their rebellion. Um, and when... And look, Oh, what's up? When the Ewoks attack those guys, it's one of the it's one of my fondest memories from a kid. That giant Ewok fight. It's just so fun sure. and interesting and yeah, it's it's great. Just backing up what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. Love the Ewoks here at all that film. Uh but more so like the first, I want to say like 20 25 minutes. Uh just like nonstop but in a way that's like well paced. Um to where they go into Jabba's palace, they're slowly figuring things out, uh, and then they just have this awesome scene that has been memed at this point, where it's like panning to different characters. Um, I I love it. Like that is cinema, just like going to Luke, yeah. going to Han, going to Leia, going to like R two, and he's like, rrr, rrr, and he's like <laughs> it's it's dumb, but like that is what like Star Wars is, and. I think there are, like, ridiculous things, but I, I just keep going back to, like, the idea of Darth Vader finally coming back at the end, uh, Palpatine showing off his face the first time, um, and just, like, Luke almost, like, he's wearing this, this dark uh, suit, and you almost think, like, oh, well, maybe, like, Luke does follow his dad, but he, like, still leans on, on the light side, um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of, like, hokey in that way, but, like, that's kind of what Star Wars is for me. Um, yeah. so this one, this one stays close. And I should mention again, the top four in the original trilogy and, uh, the force awakens are very close. I think all of them, if I did this again, all of them could, could, uh, very easily move around. Um, but that's going to be it. Yep. Uh, unless you have yep. a surprise number one, Todd in the Christmas special. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nope. No nope. um, Christmas special bad. <laughs> that's gonna do it uh thank you guys for everybody that checked out our, our first live chat um obviously like there were there were some uh quite a few technical difficulties um but we have it fixed now you know so we can have this up and running uh sorry that my my camera is like uh the worst uh pixelated thing ever um i'll try to find a webcam or something to where it's not this weird uh color graded thing uh, but thank you, Todd, for for coming on and, and doing this on on no May problem, <laughs> no problem. Happy to talk Star Wars. Nice. Uh, so bye, everyone. Hope you liked our list. I... Uh, feel free, like once the, once this is up, uh, to share your rankings down below. Um, that's gonna do it for this recording. How do I? Oh, here we go.